Welcome to the Smart Connector, the podcast that helps entrepreneurs be the leader their ideal people love. Build your influence, wealth and success, attract others for all the right reasons and become a Smart Connector, the architect of your amazing business and life. I've known Debbie Gilbert for a few years. She's an incredibly talented and prolific marketing lady and she specializes in awards, events, LinkedIn training, social media management, networking, events, and so many other disciplines that are to do with marketing and making your profile more successful. So I hope you enjoy this telephone interview between us. She's a wonderful lady. the Smart Connector podcast. Today, I'm delighted to interview Debbie Gilbert, who's a multi-award winning entrepreneur and number one best-selling author. Debbie's been in business for 22 years and she owns a marketing and events agency supporting SMEs with their marketing. And she also organizes business expos and business awards. So Debbie, it's so great to have you here. Welcome. Oh, thanks, Jane. That's really kind of you. And I am actually one of your clients, aren't I? <laughs> yes, you yeah, are. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. So I can definitely say that Debbie is a great person to work with. And of course, we, we met at one of your networking events, didn't we? Indeed, yeah, that must be about four years ago, maybe? Yeah, yeah, which is so great. And it's just a testament to the power of networking that you turn up to these things and you don't know who you're going to meet and half the time why you're there really. <laughs> And then, and then you make a few meaningful connections and then it goes on to become a profitable partnership. And that is really the, is the power of networking. It is, you're right. And that's what a lot of people sort of don't really understand. They sort of go to one event and say, you know, oh, networking doesn't work. I went to an event and I didn't get anything from it. And I have to stifle my laughter when people say that to me because networking is actually about showing up on a regular basis and actually being part of a tribe it's not about going along to one event collecting a few business cards and never showing up again because if if that's your approach to networking then you'll never build a solid network around your business that's right i i know for the time that i attended your it's the viva networking wasn't yeah. it the time that i went there i really felt the relationships deepening and extending over time because it does take time to get to know people and you can't fast track connection can you no you can't i was speaking at an event about networking a couple of weeks ago and what i was trying to get across to people was the fact that you know networking is like any other form of building human relationships i mean you're not going to marry someone the minute they show up on your doorstep it's all about building that relationship and trust and getting to know somebody and Business networking events are no different to friendships, relationships, family relationships, to anything in life. And I think people don't get that. You know, they bypass that and sometimes have this attitude, oh, well, if I've given you my business card, that means that you're going to give me some business. And it doesn't work like that. It really doesn't. You know, I can't stress enough the importance of really having one-to-ones with people and really understanding what they do, what makes them tick. What are they interested in outside of their business? And really, I mean, some of my best friends are now people I met from networking. And I'm not suggesting that you, you know, you go to networking to create a, a circle of friendships. But actually, 
that can be one of the most powerful things that comes out of networking because your your friends are always you know front of mind as well when people are asking for sort of help with something that um you know that you do so you know i i do get frustrated with people who think that networking doesn't work and when you dig deeper and you ask some questions they've only been to one or two events definitely and i think it's very important to network in a focused way and again some people get that wrong don't they because yeah what they do is actually fast tracking people onto the things that you want from them and in fact it's not about that it's about finding some common ground absolutely and i think again you know one of the sayings that i use is that if everyone came to networking events to to sell nobody would be buying and it isn't actually about selling to the room ever it's about relationships and building those relationships long term and seeing how much you can help other people and the connection skills that i've got i don't see many people doing it and i try and teach people how to think about connecting people together when there's absolutely nothing in it for them and people look at me a bit really what you'd spend 10 minutes sending an email thinking about connections that you can introduce to somebody when there's nothing in it for you and i'm like yeah i would i said because ultimately if i can bring two people together that can help each other later on down the line i will be the person they think about when they somebody asks for the services that i do and that has happened Many times I get this a lot, you know, where people can't believe the lengths that I will go to to put people together. But it's only an email or it's only a LinkedIn um, connection or it it doesn't actually take me that long to do it. And, you know, what frustrates me sometimes is when I make those connections and the other person doesn't respond to that. That happened quite recently. So, yeah. So I introduced somebody I met a few times at, at a networking event and we'd had a a coffee together and I said oh I'll introduce you to somebody that I know because I think they'll be good for you and that other person didn't respond and Mm. she contacted me about a week later and she said oh thanks for the email but she's never responded you know what should I do should I call her or try emailing again and I said no it's fine you know at the end of the day if she doesn't want to follow that up that's up to her you can try emailing you know yourself again but I feel like sometimes that there are a lot of missed opportunities that people don't take up. And, and I think that's very sad. So I think if somebody ever does introduce you to somebody, even if you look at it and think, oh, I'm not sure whether that's going to be a good connection for me, you just don't know. And I also think some thought and care has generally gone into it. Because yeah. That person has gone out of their way. They're actually thinking, you know what, I think this person would be a good match for that person and it you've got to respect that and i think always thank always thank people that introduce someone to you and again i had an incident last year where i put two people together didn't hear back and then about four or five months later bumped into them or one of them at an event and i said oh did you oh yes i did i connected with them and i got 12 grand's worth of business and i was absolutely stunned that that this person hadn't sent me an email or something, a text saying, thank you, that turned into £12,000 business. Wow. And that, yeah, and I, and I mean, I would thank somebody just for an introduction without a monetary gain. I would say that's literally a very small percentage of people that, that don't acknowledge when you've done something like that. 
and you're not asking for somebody to kiss your feet, <laughs> you know, but just a simple text message or a phone call or an email just to say, oh, thank you. And an update's quite nice. I mean, I like to get an update. Sometimes people will email me and say, oh, thanks for that connection because they they signed up with me or, you know, I've been able to introduce them to somebody else and this is what happened. So it's, I, I just wanted to talk talk to you about this on your podcast because it doesn't get talked about enough. They're actually saying thank you and being gracious for what business you receive from somebody is really important. And it's part, again, of the relationship building process. You know, it's really, really important. It is. And it's also good business sense, isn't it, Debbie? Because that person that received £12,000 worth of business from your introduction, you're probably not going to introduce her to anybody else. So if I was in her position, I would think Debbie is an incredible connector. She put me in touch with this person. It was a lot of business. Debbie is somebody that I'm going to stick close to. And wouldn't most people think that? It, it makes sense. But some people, they just they don't, don't think. They don't. No, they just move on and move on to the next person. And it's a bit like that. And then you kind of think, yeah, I mean, would I? I probably still would because what they do is quite specialised. However, they wouldn't necessarily be forefront of my mind if somebody else came along that did something similar or the same. Because I felt a little bit, Oh, I mean, I wasn't expecting any money. I don't do it for money at all. But just a little update of, oh, yeah, that that was great. Yeah, and and often I'll put people together that I think would, would work well together. So joint ventures, you know, projects together. So not necessarily for an introduction that results in business, but just people that I think would work well together or have synergy. So I've put together one of the winners of my awards with one of the sponsors because one of the sponsors is involved in a theatre actually runs a theatre and one of the winners of the awards has a production company all right i've put the two of them together because actually although there might not be a direct transactional business from it it's they're, they're all mixing in the same circles and that's sometimes what you have to think about so when i go for a one-to-one with somebody i sit and listen to everything you know that they do and I will have probably looked them up on LinkedIn before I go to the one-to-one because I'll see who we've got in common. I will have looked at their website, their Facebook page, if they've got one. I will have looked at them quite thoroughly online if I've literally just met them at a networking event. And then I'll go to the meeting and listen to what, you know, what they do, what makes them tick, etc. And then I will probably come away with two or three people that I would want to introduce them to. Not necessarily, as I said, for business gain, but just for potentially potential contacts, potential, you know, joint ventures, all kinds of things. And and then I'll come back and generally do do those introductions when I get back. And lots of things over the past 15 years have come out of that. Some incredible stories. So much so I'm thinking if I write another book, the book would be about those stories because I've now got so many. Sounds brilliant. Yeah, that I feel like I don't want to write a book necessarily on networking because there's lots of books out there on networking. But some of the things I think are missing is actual case studies and stories that people could read and think, wow, you know, because it is just literally a conversation that can lead to so many things in life. And, you know, if you look at, for example, the lady I was talking about who works at the theatre, works for the theatre, I first met her 10 years ago when... 
I went on a, a training course with Wenta, probably about 12 years ago, actually. And she was one of the trainers. And so she got me involved in the in Wenta with my networking company. So they then regularly referred people into Viva who came to Wenta for business advice. And then she eventually left there. She became a judge for my business awards. She and I run a networking mastermind group together. She has referred lots of clients to me over the years, lots. And then I've done some work for the theatre where she works as well, some marketing for them. So that all stemmed from her being a trainer at an event that I went to. And if I'd just gone to the event and not met up with her afterwards, nothing would have happened, would it? No, uh, absolutely not. It is really all about connections and about people. (laughs) So, Debbie, what I'd love to talk about is just hear a little bit more about you personally and how you came into this business of being a marketeer and an events business expo and business awards host and all of the wonderful things that you do now and author. How, How did it all start for you? Well, it all started because back in 1998, I had a child. I was married, but I was actually separated. And I had a mortgage to pay. And I was trying to commute into London, which I did. He was born in 1994. And so I'd had two and a half, three years of struggling with commuting from South London into the city. And I just became quite ill with it all. And I decided to move back to Hertfordshire to be near my family, take my son with me. And unfortunately, my dad within two months of me moving back, was diagnosed with dementia at 56. And then my mother got a diagnosis of multiple cirrhosis. (laughs) And my mum didn't drive, so my dad's licence was taken off him. And at the time, I had two grandparents still alive who were in their 90s. So literally overnight, everything fell on me to to cope with them and all of the day-to-day issues of that. So initially, I did some work for a friend's husband for his plumbing company, dealing with his marketing. And of course, in those days, it was Yellow Pages ads, it was newspaper ad article copy, it was organising leaflet copy and getting people to deliver leaflets. And it was a very different world because the internet was just beginning to take off. Mm. So in 1998, we didn't have phones that you could do anything with apart from make a phone call and a very short text message and the websites were in their infancy you know people most businesses didn't have websites in 1998 so you know I was there from the very start really early adopter of all this technology and progressed and then started networking in 2005 probably started off with a breakfast networking group which meets every week so I did that for a while, but found it was quite difficult. By then I'd had another child and I'd remarried and it was quite difficult to keep up that commitment. So after about nine months, there was a group that had launched Lunchtime Networking for Women. So I joined that and I was part of that for a good couple of years and then bought a franchise in a networking company myself and launched my very first networking groups in 2007. And that went really well. I mean, I had five groups and around about 150 members. But the networking landscape began to change, I would say, about 2009 with the credit crunch, 2008, 2009, when lots of people flooded onto the sort of small business market consultants and things. And there were so many people, which was great because my membership was high. But lots of people started setting up networking events. 
So it became a quite a flooded market. And the company that I'd got the franchise with were not very good. And they didn't treat their franchisees very well. And one of the franchisees took them to court. So they liquidated the business in 2009, leaving me literally overnight with five groups and no website and, oh. and nothing because everything was taken down. So I rebranded to Viva Business Networking, ported all the members across to that, the ones that wanted to join, obviously, a newer group, because I opened it up to men as well as women. And a few people were not happy about that, but that's fine. In September 2009, it became Viva. And yeah, I grew it to, at one point, I had 15 lunch groups, but, you know, the market became very saturated. And I felt, you know, when I did an analysis, that actually the amount of work I was doing, and by then the marketing business was going really well, and training and social media, that actually, you know, sometimes in business, you have to make a decision as to what's best for you. Yes. So I scaled the business back, the networking business, and by then I'd launched a networking group called Mums Unlimited in 2011, which was designed for mums to come along at half nine in the morning till half 11 for a structured meeting, but no membership. Because the mums market, so the mums setting up businesses had really taken off massively around about 2012, 2013. And I think the rise of the mumpreneur came about because childcare became very expensive mortgages were going up people were having to work but travel was expensive nurseries were expensive and a lot of women you know that I've dealt with over the years you're doing a full-time job and ending up with 200 pounds a month in the bank which is ridiculous yeah in this country it's very very hard to to absolutely childcare and and work yeah so I was finding more and more women were come to coming to me for support to set up a business and so I set Mums Unlimited up to support them. And that became, grew quite quickly. I mean, we've grown, we've only got 12 groups, but that's because I'm very fussy about who runs my groups. Yeah. I could have a much bigger organisation, but, you know, you have to fit a certain criteria to run a group. So, yeah, back in 2013, 2014, I scaled back Viva to three or four lunch groups and then eventually decided not to do lunch groups anymore because obviously I could be very well paid to go in and do a day's work and consultancy for companies. And by then I'd got a string of clients, regular clients that I was working with. I had to make a financial decision, really, that it wasn't yes. viable. But then, of course, I had this massive list of people running into the thousands. <laughs> and I thought, and people kept sort of contacting me and saying, oh, is there any chance you're going to start the lunches again? We really miss it. So I decided in 2016 that I would do a business expo and I kept the Christmas event that I run. I literally did that a couple of weeks ago. We get about, uh, we actually had 80 people there, 80 to 100 people. So I'd already decided I would keep the Christmas event because I love doing it. And I set up Three Counties Expo in 2016 and we ran our first expo in Watford and we did one in Luton and they were so successful that we've continued them so we you know we're coming into our fifth year of the expos now and that's my kind of thing where I think well the people that come along to those events are a lot of them <laughs> this is what we're networking you think wow you know these are people I've known for 10 years are still coming to the events that I run and it gives them an opportunity to come and, and network and meet people and showcase their business 
I, I don't have plans to start the lunches up again because I think now there is so much networking out there. There's a lot of non-membership networking. So people make the decision based on cost a lot of the time. So I have no plans to do that again. And uh, the business awards I started back in 2015, again, we just had our fifth year for women, mainly because I was getting really tired of women saying to me, oh, I'm not good enough to enter awards and there's no awards out there for me. And all of the awards are very male dominated or the categories are aimed at much bigger businesses. And I thought that's really sad because a lot of these women have got incredible small businesses and they're doing really, really well. So I set the awards, the Best Business Women Awards up for them. And it's been a huge success. And we get entries from literally all over the UK. Hundreds and hundreds of entries pour in every year. And our judges have a very tough task shortlisting down to around about 100 women. And um, it's one of the, my highlights of the year, to be honest. So the book came about because once I set up Mums Unlimited and there was help and support out there for people... I was then getting contacted by people from all over the country saying, oh, I've seen your posts about Mums Unlimited. There isn't a group in my area. I want to set up a business. Don't know where to start. So I thought to myself, well, how can I help these people? So I literally wrote the book to be a one-stop guide to everything you need to think about. From actually the beginning of the book talks about the downsides of running a business, actually. And, and what's involved, because running a business isn't for everybody. And I watch a lot of people go into business who actually aren't great at running a business. And I don't believe that everybody is great at running a business. And I believe there are types of people that can run a business really well. And there are types of people that make very good employees. And sometimes I think having that time to reflect and go through your, your mindset and your skill set is really important. And then the book just goes through the whole in three stages of pre-startup, starting up all the things you need to do. And then the final chapter is about growing the business. So it, it covers really from startup to about, I would say about two years, the first two years. And it's become an Amazon bestseller. I mean, today, speaking to you, I mean, the book was published in June last year. It's in the top 20 still. 18 wow. months later, sold thousands of copies worldwide which is very exciting amazing, amazing so debbie have you got any plans to launch your own podcast no i haven't and i regularly guest on lots of different podcasts and that's great but no i don't i mean you know there's loads of people doing it and that's great and i've got so much going on yeah the time yeah. i'd um, rather be guests on other people's podcasts yes. <laughs> i completely understand so Debbie, let, let's move on and, and talk about the, the future for you. So what are your what are your visions and your dreams for your marketing business and for your activities, for your events and so on? Where would you like to, to see your business go from here on? Well, I'm 52 coming up, so I'm looking at sort of semi-retirement. <laughs> right. Yeah. I feel like I've accomplished quite a lot. You know, I've won now eight different business awards the books you know everything's gone really really well so I guess longer term I will be looking at potentially selling Mums Unlimited to somebody in the next two or three years probably because I feel that it needs a younger person to, to lead it so that's one thing I probably will be looking at doing the expos possibly we may look at a couple of other areas we, we're not 
definite about that at the moment. And I've grown the marketing business quite a lot in the last two years. So I've got staff now and we're, we're based at Spaces. Again, you know, I'm very like, I feel like, yes, I could have a much bigger, bigger team. But when I've looked at the profit margins of that, once you get into staff costs, you know, you start to think, well, is it really worth it? Because many years ago, I had sort of four or five staff. And then you sort of look at the margins and trying to manage that number of people. So if I'm totally honest with you, I suppose my long term plans are to I'd like to buy somewhere abroad and live part of the time abroad and part of the time here. Yes. And wind down a little bit rather than grow it anymore. Absolutely. I know it sounds a bit, but yeah, I feel like I've achieved all the things I really set out to achieve. (laughs) Which is which is great, isn't it? Yeah. So fantastic, Debbie. And it's interesting what you say about running a marketing business, because I also worked in marketing, as you you probably know, for around 20 years. And I ran a design agency, which we built up, we scaled very, very fast and sold to a US communications group. And it is an exciting business to be in. There's a lot of adrenaline. It's a lot of fun. You definitely right at the heart of engagement, but it is super, super hard work. And you have to you have to have the energy and the focus and be willing to take all of that on and just ride with it, don't you, in marketing? It's very much that that type of industry, really, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I've got a couple of ideas of, of businesses that I would like to start, but I feel I probably would carry on with the awards because I really love doing that. And the expos, the two that we've got, I, we've got it down to a fine art now. So it's once you're two to three years in with something, it's fairly easy to carry on with it and you've got a following. But in terms of Mums Unlimited, I think longer term, it needs somebody younger. I did suggest this to the group leaders a couple of weeks ago. And they were like, no, you can't leave, you know. <laughs> you're the sort of, because of the knowledge that you've got. And I was like, yeah, but there are other people out there with, with similar knowledge to me. I just feel like my children have grown up now, you know, they're 25 and 18. And... I think the business would benefit from somebody, you know, a little younger than me, maybe 10 years younger than me, who got younger children, because I'm sort of out of touch with the issues that parents are faced with now. And I think it's a very different beast that they're dealing with. (laughs) Definitely. So, so, I mean, in terms of um, expanding the awards and uh, the expos and so on, I mean, you mentioned that you were thinking that you'd like to live abroad some of the time. Yeah. Would you consider perhaps just focusing on those and expanding them internationally, for example? Well, it has been suggested to me, particularly funnily enough, the UAE. I've been approached by somebody who has suggested that I should take the brand to the UAE, particularly Dubai. So that's potentially on the cards. And yes, I would consider doing um, the awards internationally, but potentially setting up some sort of franchise, probably using the brand and the, the structure that I've put together. And it would be really nice to have maybe a global awards final and bring women together from all over the world. But of course, the practicality of that, it it would take a lot of work and a lot of probably sponsorship and investment to do it. But it's not something um, I've ruled out. I mean, it's something that I've deeply considered and would like to. I've got connections with people across the world and I've connected up with a lot of other you know, for want of a better word, networking leaders. So women in other countries running networking groups like me. 
I would like to do more to help some of the women in Africa, for example, as well. That would be amazing. So I've sort of been looking at stuff like that for next year and, and how we can link in with women over here and potentially, you know, trade with some women who are, you know, really, they're struggling, but they've got great ideas and they've got great products and get more of those into the UK market. So, yeah, I'd like to, to help people in more deprived areas of the world as well. You know. And isn't it fantastic that once once you've actually mastered marketing and, and technology, that you really, our audience is potentially global. We can take anything global yeah. if, if we really have the will to do it. Absolutely. We, we, there we, are we, no boundaries now, which is... No amazing. barriers, which we couldn't have done. So, no. you know, 10, 15 years ago, it no. would have been so much harder so many more barriers to entry, so much more costly. And of course, the impact is that as women in, in particular, you know, pe- people that have, you know, we've brought up a family, we've, we've pushed our own needs onto the back burner, in many cases for decades. And that also brings us the opportunity to, to live a systemized, freedom-based lifestyle, whilst also contributing to our own business success and giving back to other communities in the world absolutely and i think i'd like to see more people doing that Mm. um as i've been connecting up with a few people in various parts of the world some of them have contacted me because they bought the book which is amazing yeah um so the books had really good sales in poland for example and romania and um slovakia so people have actually just emailed me and said look i bought the book it's amazing you know, it's really made me think about what I can do to set up, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they've sort of kept in touch with me with their progress, which is great. And then it got me thinking, I need to make more of this. And quite a few people have said, oh, are you planning to come over and maybe run a run an event or a conference or something? Which, again, I've had health issues for the last 18 months because I had an accident last year. Yeah. And it sort of meant that things... Like I never had a book launch, would you believe? So it's amazing the book sold as well as it did or has. So it has made me think I need to go to some of the countries where the book sales have been very high. It's been very high in Australia as well. It was number one in Australia and number one in Canada. Amazing. Um, I know. And it got to number 15 in India, which apparently is amazing. Wow. Um, so it's done really, really well globally. And it has made me think that I do need to to go to these countries and talk to some of these people and connect them all up together and see what can be done. But at the moment, unfortunately, I'm faced with a third operation on my leg. So I can't make those plans at the moment, but I will at some stage, I think, do something. And that will come around through what I will probably do is connect up with some of the key people in these countries or the cities that I'm planning to do these events and put something together. And that's possible because of platforms like LinkedIn, Facebook, that you can connect up with anyone anywhere in the world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, well, you can, you can. I've, I've had some amazing interviews. I was speaking to somebody, a couple of people in the last month in, in Sydney, in Australia. Yeah. Really is great. It's a yeah. feeling when you manage to kind of reach out to those people and you know that you're bringing them to, to a global audience. It's fantastic. Uh, just a great feeling. And of course, Debbie, I mean, not only could you host events in those countries, but you could also, if you wanted, you could put together an online learning platform, couldn't yeah, you? Yeah, so definitely. You yeah, I have looked at that and that's yeah. something because I got a publishing deal, but I got my publishing deal on the basis that 
see so you have to be careful because some publishing deals stop you from chunking your book down onto a online course for example so bit of a message out there to anyone who is um writing a book just make sure you know you read the small print but my my book deal was based around that I owned all the IP to it and I could do what I wanted with it without asking the publisher's permission mm. and I think there's definitely an opportunity to um, use some of the book for an online course and also put some videos together and that is something if I have my <laughs> third operation it means I'm going to be sat at home for four months then I will, I'm looking at um, using that time to to do that and run an online start your business course and I think that would would work really really well because I do get people asking me do you have a course do you have a course and no I don't at the moment what a great way to spend time recovering from an operation <laughs> <laughs> I've got to make the use of the time you see you know yeah, no point yeah. in wasting it I'm not one to exactly. waste time and I'm not looking forward to it you know having 12 weeks non-weight bearing again <laughs> no, no, no. so you really need something to occupy your time yeah, so I definitely yeah. think the online course is the way to yeah. go <laughs> yeah. well Debbie it's been so great to speak to you today thank Thanks. you so much for your time and if, if people want to get hold of your book The Successful Mompreneur it's presumably available on Amazon all over the world yeah. is that right? yes it's on Amazon and it's on Amazon.com as well so yes it's available globally Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank Debbie. you for having me, Jane. Thank you. To speak to you and yeah. forward to your future ventures. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Smart Connector podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, why not head over to janebaylor.com and order a copy of my free report on building your personal brand. I'd love to connect with you on social media. And finally, don't forget to like and subscribe to my podcast so that you never miss a show. Thanks for listening in and see you soon.